So I ended up getting fibromyalgia and I could not hold the pencil in the same way. And that was one of those breaking points of, am I going to continue this or am I going to do something else? Hello, Anya here today, and I'm back to being your host for Make More Art, the Etra podcast where we interview artists from all over the world and get to know their stories as we get inspired to create more art. So today I bring you Cassie Dross, professional acrylic artist and art teacher from Ontario, Canada, who went through a, a not conventional journey to get where she is today. But did you know she had no choice but to paint with acrylic and she hated it at first if you'd like to know more then please join us as we discuss why you should try acrylics how martial arts taught cassie how to teach how to be a good teacher and we will also give you some inside information on her new course with etcher introduction to acrylic so please stay tuned we will cover it all. Oh, and before we start, I just want to make sure you know that we have a live demonstration with Cassie. So it will be completely free and it will be on our YouTube channel on April 4th, noon Eastern. You can find the link to that and everything else mentioned in this episode at edgerlab.com forward slash Cassie. That's C-A-S-S-Y. Originally, I was that kid in school who had a hard time focusing, you know, on the back of the class, I was always doodling. And uh, my parents had said, you know, maybe you should try to put this to good use, right? Rather than in the middle of math, you know, let's focus, right? And uh, I actually watched Disney's The Lion King. And uh, from there, I fell in love with the characters. You know, we all love Simba, Mufasa, and I fell in love with those characters. So that's what I really honed in on was Lion's um, Disney concept art. I originally thought I was going to be a concept artist. That was my goal. Um, but then as I kind of progressed through, I fell in love with the more of the fine art and painting. So just... Basically, Disney would be um, where I uh, started, and then it kind of grew from there. Did you realize when you were watching The Lion King, and I'm assuming you were, what, 10? Very young, yes. Uh, I started, like, yes, 10, 11, 12, in and around there, but I first watched the movie as a child, yes. Did you realize that artists were creating the movie was that really clear to you I think at first as we are all kids you don't realize that oh someone actually had to animate that and like make that real um but then as I got older and I realized what concept art was and animation and all those things I was like wow like that's that's amazing and that's a job I fell in love with was I want to be the person you see all those big flip books in traditional animation of you know oh my god making them smile and move and and laugh or whatever that was amazing to me so it wasn't until I got older I was around 13 that's when I started taking it a little bit more serious and that's when I kind of developed that passion for you know maybe maybe that would be my job one day who knows and when did you when did it click for you that it, yes it would be your job because you're a full-time artist now Correct. Yes. Um, it was actually after college. So many, many moons later, um, I originally was going to school. I feel so old now. <laughs> I was originally going to school for graphic design. So I kind of uh -huh. changed to a more commercialized path of design. Um, I actually ended up getting a job in the industry and I lasted about two days. 
in the industry. And uh, yeah, it's a record record, actually. Yeah. (laughs) So I came home, I said to my parents, this is not what I want to do. I've always had that that inkling of I, this isn't what I'm meant to do. Um, it's just having, I guess, the courage to pursue that um, after spending X amount of dollars on school and kind of that expectation. Came home, had a, a little bit of a breakdown with mom and dad and said, I have to do art. This is not for me, what I'm doing now. I will be unhappy. And uh, that was kind of the beginning of the rest of the journey that followed is jumping all in and kind of leaving my cards out on the table and just going for it. And what, what does that mean going forward? Did you go somewhere to study art? Did you learn online? How did you go from there to being a professional? Yeah, uh, basically just me, myself and I. So a lot of YouTube, I, I think I spent probably easily like 500 bucks at the bookstore, um, just buying books and things for how to draw animals, how to draw. I was trying to find and hone in what I really wanted. So it was how to draw portraits, how to draw animals, landscapes, whether it was pencil, you know, I started with pencil and colored pencil first. So I had a lot of books tailored to that. And, uh, I, a lot of sleepless nights upstairs, just drawing, garbage, throw it out. Okay. This is okay. Maybe I can sell it. And just trying to find, (laughs) there was a lot more garbage than selling, let me tell you, but you know, just trying to find what I really wanted and where it would take me and where my niche was really. I think that's the hardest part with being a full-time artist is what kind of artist are you? So it was a lot of fun you were aware of all the possibilities, right? Because I think it gets overwhelming because you can be so many things when you decide to be an artist, yet I'm, as you're talking, I feel like I'm watching a movie and it's that fun part when they do the collage and the character oh, yeah. gets really strong and they know Kung Fu all of a sudden. Yeah, they're like yeah. a master. They're like a master, they yeah. They don't see you falling on your ass all the time because that's, you know, you fail, you fail, you fail and, and you yeah. fail so much. So did you, in the midst of that, did you think of giving up or were you always like hell bent on no, 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 this is my life? That's a really good question. I, for the most part, honestly, I want to say I was hell bent. I still am. You know, it's not perfect. Even all these years later, there's always room to improve. There's always, you know, new business strategies and all that we could go on and on. But for the most part, I was really hell bent on, I'm going to make this work. Um, I have to give a lot of thanks to my family for, you know, them allowing me to stay at home and, you know, really pursue this and give me the opportunity to do so. Um, Because on my own, it would have been much more difficult. So there were times where I would say to my parents, I would say to my husband, my brother, my friends, like, what am I doing? Like I could easily go out, use my degree, go get a really good job, be happy, move out, you know, all of these things. But here I am day in and day out saying, you know, yeah, I'm struggling right now. I always say I'm struggling right now, but I won't later, like, it'll be worth it. But but yeah, there were both days, but I would say I would 80% of the time I was like, no, this is, I'm, I'm seeing this through. This is who I am and like what I'm supposed to be doing. Wow, Thankfully. That's amazing. <laughs> and very inspiring. And I'm glad. Otherwise, Thank we you. wouldn't have met most likely. Ex- exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> how and I, I love how you said that you started with drawing. So yes. what are your thoughts on drawing as a foundation of art? I think it's the easiest place to get started. 
whether financially, skill level, uh, confidence, I think is a big thing when it comes to art is just having the confidence to get started. Um, and so I find that whether it's pencil, ink, you could, you could draw on charcoal, you can draw on colored pencil, whatever fits you as an artist. I think that's the easiest and financially easiest option to start. And how did you get from that to acrylic, which is let me know if I'm wrong, but your medium of choice. Yes, yes. So I only work usually now in acrylic. I'm dabbling a little bit of watercolor. Thank you, Etcher. <laughs> um, you know, you guys have opened my eyes to a new medium, but um, usually I work in acrylic. But the um, transition from dry media to acrylic was not my choice, actually. Um, so I ended up getting uh, sick. So I ended up getting fibromyalgia. Um, I was diagnosed a couple of years ago. And I could not hold the pencil in the same way. Um, the pressure I needed uh, for the uh, blending, the darkness, lightness, it was too much for my hands. Um, I ended up having a lot of pain. I thought it was like early onset carpal tunnel or tendonitis, but turns out through that diagnosis, it was that. Um, and so I had to, and that was one of those breaking points of, am I going to continue this? Or am I going to do something else? And I said, if I'm going to make this work, I have to pick something else. And so when I say I threw a dart and it landed on acrylic, that's the truth where I'm like, okay, it seems pretty easy. It's kind of cheap to get started. I'll buy a canvas and like dollar store paints and we'll just see what happens. And that's, that's how I found acrylic. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically, well, I had like a wheel. I'm like, I have to pick something. So let's just, and I did a little in school, like, you know, how you do your high school art class, you do a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, I tried a little, so we'll see. And uh, that's, that's how it started. So. Wow. And you open to me, you open a new whole possibility of what you can do with acrylic paints. Okay. So now I understand why you started with acrylic, but why did you stick with it? Ooh. Um, (laughs) my first thought is I didn't have a choice. I wanted to do art regardless. And that was something that I found was easy. I didn't have to, you know, with the brush strokes, I could be very slow. I could be very gentle. Um, I didn't have to really press that hard. So number one, I was like, well, I'm kind of, it was like, we were kind of stuck together. I'm like, well, I'm stuck with you. You're stuck with me. Let's make it work. You know? <laughs> Cause I don't know. I think I really truly would have been still using colored pencil if it weren't for that kind of illness. But, um, I, I, I grew to love it. I, it's that, that, you know, almost like in those stories where the main characters hate each other. And then as mm-hmm. the story progresses, they kind of love Your each other friends. at the end. Yes. Yeah. It was the same thing where I'm like, oh, I really do kind of like this. It was, it became more fun. I was like, oh, okay. I guess you're not too bad. <laughs> you hated it at first. Was that an actual thing? Yeah. I did not know how to use it. I, I oh. was so, the transition between dry and wet media, like my brain could not like the layering with color pencil. I was so used to doing things a certain way. And so I remember like I had, my poor dad had to exacto knife all of the canvases off the frames because I would be garbage, garbage, it's garbage. Like, and he's like, okay, another one, you know, and just out in the trash it went. Cause they were terrible. Like they were terrible. I'm like, this sucks. I'm no good. I just can't get my head around it. And then something, I don't know if it was like a couple of videos that I watched or really just 
me fumbling through it, I was like, there was that moment and that click where I'm like, oh, <laughs> that makes sense. You know, how to layer and, you know, all of those techniques. And you figure that out by yourself in YouTube videos and books. I mean, yeah. Yeah. A lot of it was just me scrolling through my recommended page on YouTube and oh, cool. An acrylic video. And I'd watch it and I'd try to pick up on things. And, you know, we talk about glazing and we'll get to all that, but you know, little things that I'm like, oh, that's, that's what that's called. That's what I'm doing. I had to kind of connect the dots of putting these official terms and techniques to kind of what I was already farting around with, (laughs) with the paint and then put them together. And you're a teacher, like fast track, fast tracking to the present. Yes. You're a teacher. You also, you're not just, just remember just something, but you're not only an artist. Yes. Yeah. You also, you teach at a school. Correct. Yes. How, and, and you're a great teacher because you've taught you. uh, at Etcher with us before. I've watched your videos and you are one of those teachers who not only knows what they're doing, you know how to explain what you're doing so people get it and they apply it to their own work. It's not just doing whatever it is that you're doing. You don't get people to mimic you, get people to get it. So that's right. my honest uh, thoughts and opinions. Well, thank you. I know I might be biased. We became fast friends. We did. Uh, but <laughs> don't take my word for it. Uh, we'll have stuff to show you. Keep listening to the episode. We have proof. We did. Yes, we have evidence. <laughs> it is true. And testimonials. But anyway, that aside, I can see a link between how much you struggle to learn to how much you love to teach people so they don't have to struggle as much as you. But how did you go from, hey, now I figured it out. I know how to paint this. And you started streaming and and the teaching, where did that all came out of? How did that come together? It was uh, it was a surprise, um, actually. So I've always had I, I've loved I, I, I'm a martial artist. I've been a martial artist for years. Um, I became a black belt and I actually started teaching. So I really have to give that credit of being a sensei and teaching, you know, maybe a white belt, a new routine or a kata or a self-defense move, which which martial art um so I did a little bit of everything we we called it here like a a North American like freestyle so it's kind of a little bit of everything um but so I was never like jujitsu or taekwondo it was kind of like a mash um of everything and so teaching these techniques I I really found that I'm like okay like I have a, a love for this this I love instilling knowledge and I love seeing people grow and so I think that's where that started and then when I did the art it kind of mashed it all together where I'm like okay like I've been told that I'm a good teacher you know maybe this is a possibility and it wasn't until actually one of my old professors that I went to school with reached out to me and said hey like we have an opening are you interested it's one class a week you know we'll get you started we'll see how you like it um it was total surprise I it was not on my radar of like yeah I'm gonna become an art teacher like it was not on my planner at all um and they reached out and said hey this is when I was 26 and they said hey you know, are you interested? And I said, okay, sure. Why not? And this was actually, uh, during COVID. So the first year of COVID when everything was online remote. Um, so I actually started online doing what we're doing now of being over uh, zoom or the webcams and, and just started there. And, um, yeah, it, it kind of unfolded from there. Three years ago of the content from the day of this recording today's yes. 2023. <sighs> 
Yeah. The yeah. 14th of March. Uh, <laughs> wow. That was three years ago. That's again, I didn't know that uh, timeline either. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And when did Twitch start? So you're, you have been streaming your art for a while now. So since yes. when, how did that happen? Um, I had to find a way to make money. <laughs> I said to my parents that I'm like, okay, trying to do this marketing on my own. I mean, unless you have a huge marketing budget, that can be really difficult. So I had heard about Twitch um, through gaming. So, you know, playing games online. I, I'm a huge gamer. My brother is too. So that's how I knew of it. Gamers unite. Um, and so I'm like, let's, uh, let's, you know, check it out. And at that time about Oh gosh, six years ago now, five, six years ago, they had just started Twitch creative. And so I guess they had a lot of people on Twitch doing podcasts, creative, cooking, crocheting, all these different things, but they didn't have a home. And so Twitch had decided, hey, we're going to give you your own category um, where you have your sort of own target market and audience to show your work to. And that's how it started. I made an account. Um, I had no idea. I had like my laptop webcam, like very, very basic, nothing crazy, um, a, a cheap mic. And I said, let's just, you know, go for it and see what happens. And we're about, uh, I think almost 11,000, 12,000 followers later on, on Twitch, uh, all these years later and a huge, wonderful family. And, uh, it was amazing. It was just been fantastic. Congratulations. Thank That's you. Yeah. Incredible. I'm so happy for you. People <laughs> to get what they deserve as well. I appreciate it. Okay. Now fast tracking to today. Yes. So you've you've been teaching. You talked with us at Etcher. Thank you. I've been honored to be working together. Thank you for asking me. Of course. I was like, how can we not? <laughs> and we're doing a course together. I mean, you, you're doing a course with us and it's an introduction to acrylic. So it is. Who is this course for? Uh, so this course is for anyone, whether it is a beginner artist who has never picked up a paintbrush before and has always said, oh, I want to try that. I've always wanted to do acrylic. Or maybe it's for someone who has done acrylic before, but maybe wants to brush up on the basics or maybe hasn't ever taken a official course for it. So regardless of the skill level, um, regardless of maybe your confidence with the medium right now, I think everyone can take something from this course and apply it to either another medium or maybe pursue acrylic a little bit even further. So everyone, everyone can take this course. Acrylic is a great medium to get started with wet media. So um, it was a great transition for me, as we talked about from pencil to uh, a sort of wet medium. I think it's a really great place to start, but also financially, I found acrylic to be very easy to get started. There's not a lot of upfront costs other than, let's say, uh, some initial paint and canvas costs. Um, I find that it's pretty manageable. So for someone who maybe doesn't want to invest a lot of money into their artwork quite yet, or maybe aren't sure. Um, I definitely think acrylic's a great gateway into the wet mediums rather than let's try oils. And, you know, as we all know, oil can be very, very expensive. So it's kind of a nice gateway to that for sure. How does acrylic compare to gouache? Yes. Uh, a little side note, I've always wanted to try or use a gouache more. I've had very little experience with it, but the experience that I have had, um, it's very 
the opaqueness that you get with gouache is the same as acrylic. So I always say, almost pretend my gouache users out there, almost pretend that you just don't have water available for your gouache or very little. Um, and that's going to be the same consistency, the same opaqueness. Um, and then obviously once you water it down, you get more into watercolorville. So it's, it's always, uh, gouache is like a, a love child between acrylic and watercolor, but definitely that same thick richness is, is the same. Yes. Oh, I've never heard it explained like that. Yeah. Like, oh, gouache is a love child between acrylic and watercolor. It really is. Yeah, you get kind of the best of both worlds. So I always see stunning gouache artists out there. I'm a little jealous. I think the medium is fantastic. Um, but basically, yes, that thick, rich color, opaqueness, very saturated. That's acrylic. What about the finish? Um, I find, in my opinion, that acrylic is a little bit more on the glossy side. So gouache usually dries very flat, um, very matte, whereas acrylic, and again, depending on the type of acrylic that you buy or invest in, um, you know, there's all kinds of different finishes, and we could go on and on about varnish, which we'll talk about in the class as well, how to finish off your paintings. Um, you have different options there, but for the most part, a little bit more on the glossy side uh, to take photographs usually you're going to have to have your painting upright uh, rather than flat a lot of light kind of bounces off acrylic so kind of a little bit of an extra challenge nowadays with social media posting for the gram um, but yeah. it's it's pretty well a little bit more glossy but you can make it more matte with a varnish all right yeah. I can't wait to learn yes. all about that in the oh yes of course I would yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the course before you wrap up. I was just looking over the curriculum. So what is that you're going to cover? What will we learn with the course? It's a very um, blanket statement to say everything. <laughs> but we will cover from here's how, you know, you put paint out onto your palette. Here's all your brush shapes and sizes that can help you with your painting. Um, here's the strokes that they make and where those are applied. Um, here's your different canvas options. You know, we're starting from those very basic beginner steps. And then we start to slowly work on the foundation of here's our you know, layering techniques. There's many different ways to use acrylic. We're going to talk about dry on dry. So using dry paint with a dry brush. Um, we're going to talk about using wet on wet, which I, I know my watercolorists who are listening will definitely know that technique. Um, we're going to work on our lighting. So our shadows, our midtones, and our highlights with you know, basic shapes and whatnot. And then finally leading off with what, in my opinion, is one of the most exciting is our little final uh, project. And that's going to be applying everything we've learned to your own painting. And basically from there, you can take those core steps and instruction and apply it to basically every painting now that you do for the rest of your art journey, those will apply. And that's a landscape, the final project. Correct, uh, yes. I wasn't sure, I'm like, is that a secret or... <laughs> No, no, we even have the photo of the final artwork for each uh, class in the course uh, on the landing page, and you can find the link for that and anything else that we discussed on this episode at etralab.com forward slash Cassie, that's C-A-S-S-Y. How many classes uh, are in the course? Yes, so there's going to be five classes, four of the art acrylic education, and then one will be our live feedback session. So we get together, you can ask any further questions, we can review the work you've completed, and we'll do that all together. 
and how will the classes work? So how does the course work really? Yeah, so basically we're going to be doing these live. So I have all of our class lined up. Um, so each week we're going to be tackling something new, keep it fun and interesting. So we're going to tackle something new together. I'll lead you through the entire class. And along the way, if you have any questions, um, even afterwards as well, I always say my door is always open. Um, you can ask any questions, share your work. You can work alongside me. You can watch it afterwards. Everyone's learning style is different. So I always say, however it works best for you, please feel free to do that. Um, but yes, alongside me afterwards, whatever. Um, and then we can just review your work. You can send it to uh, our group and I can help you along the way. Exactly. Thank you, Cassie. So uh, to further um, explain this in terms of tech, because we get this question a lot. Um, so Cassie will be there live exactly as she said, and we'll be answering questions live. The video portion is pre-recorded, so we make sure that the internet doesn't ruin the fun, but the yes. audio is all live, Cass will be there live, there will be a host with you, making sure that your questions are answered, because you won't, um, you will be communicating with Cassie through the chat function on our website, so if there's a chat, you can ask questions, we will ask your questions out loud, um, and during the class, in between classes, we have a Facebook group where you can upload your work, if you don't use Facebook, it's completely fine, all the information will be sent through email, and you can send us your work, you can send us your question, and we will pass it on to Cassie and back to you, if you don't, if you don't do Facebook, which I completely understand. So it's completely your choice. Um, so there's all that. On top of it, and I'm not sure if you know this part, Cassie, on top of it, throughout the duration of the course, we we will be hosting studio groups. And a studio group is a Zoom session. You join Zoom, you share your camera or not, depending on what you want, and you can just chat or paint and do the homework because there will be homework. So there's the host will be there opening Zoom and answering your questions and you'll be chatting with everyone, all the students. Cassie won't be in the sessions, it's just students and the hosts. But yes, there's homework. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Cassie? Yes, um, first off, I would not be a teacher, proper teacher, if I didn't give homework. So <laughs> there will be homework. Um, there's going to be for each class, something that you can do on your own. I'm always a, a huge believer in, you learn something during the class itself, and then you go and apply it on your own later. And this really cements the learning, in my opinion, and from my experience, um, it really cements what you've really taken in. Um, and doing it more than once is how we get better. So every class, based on that material, you're going to have something to do on your own. Um, and this can range from painting an object around your home to, you know, we, we talked about the landscape. So we're going to tackle a sunset together, which is a lot of fun. Um, and then you can paint your own after. So there's all kinds of cute little fun things we're going to do um, just to kind of further cement our knowledge that we learned. Wonderful. Anything else you'd like to say about the chorus, acrylic, or anything in general, Cassie? Um, really, the, the biggest thing is it's a lot of fun. Um, I know learning a new medium, especially if you're new to acrylic, can be very intimidating. Um, but Etcher and I are here every step of the way, and I'll always do my best to help you through it. And if I can help guide you, um, you know, 
instead of having to tackle all these books like I did <laughs> back in the day, if I can help guide you through your journey, um, even if you take one thing away from this course and apply it to every medium moving forward or your art journey in general, then we've done a good job. So uh, I just look forward to it. I'm very honored. I always say um, Anya and your team, you guys are fantastic. I'm so, so thankful. And uh, I'm just really honored to be here and be able to work alongside you guys and offer this uh, amazing course and content. So I'm I'm ready to go. Is it April? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, it is April 8th. So the course starts on April 8th and every, so it's a Saturday. So every Saturday, noon yes. Eastern. Yes. So that we're talking about Eastern time zone here, noon Eastern, every week, pretty much there will be a, a class. There is a break in the middle. All the details are on the landing page and you can find the link to, the link to that at etralab.com forward slash Cassie. Uh, so check it out. All the questions are answered. There's an FAQ at the end. And if you have any questions, shoot us an email. We'll get back to you within a working day. Right. And, and that's it. Cassie, just an extra question. So what makes a good teacher? Oh, what makes a good, that's a good question. Um, what makes a good teacher for me, um, from my experience, whether it's grade school, high school, college, uh, extracurricular doesn't matter for me. It's the patience, um, being able to teach your experience, but in a way that your students can understand. And I think the, the struggle and the difficulty is that everybody learns different. So you have your, you know, your visual learners, your, uh, auditory. So there's all of these things that you have to be really mindful of is that not every student will teach and learn the same. And so a, a teacher that can be patient with that, um, understand that, find new ways to teach content. I think a lot of times, um, you know, it can be this, you get into this habit or this routine of the same way, the same content, the same things. Um, so keeping things fresh and fun, exciting for your students year after year, I think is very important. And the passion for it. You have to be passionate for education, whether it's math, art, gym, science, you know, you just have to have that passion for what you're doing. And you know, we all know, as I'm talking, there's that one teacher from your high school days or your elementary school days. That's like, they're the best teacher ever. It's because they had those things and that was their qualities. So that's what I look for in a teacher is that patience and passion and just zest for, for education. What did you think of the episode? Have you ever tried acrylic? And what were your first thoughts? And if you never tried acrylic, then why is that? Let us know your thoughts in the comment section of the post associated with this episode at etrolab.com forward slash Cassie. That's C-A-S-S-Y. And remember, we have a free live demonstration of Cassie's skills on April 4th, noon Eastern on our YouTube channel. I'm looking forward to seeing you there, and until then, make more art.